Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Lane. I'm Warren. And I'm Art. Hey, Warren. Hey. I notice you've been driving a lot of stuff at work. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't talked about any of it. I that know, is true. but that's for another day. No, it? but I want to hear about something. Hmm. What about that? Didn't you have a rad experience with an SL? And you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, you, the automatic did not um, really kind of... Yeah, uh, so that was a 20... Experience. 2013 SL550 Sport, uh, fully optioned, um, automatic, of course. That's the one with a really ugly front end. Yeah, it's grown on me. <laughs> the one thing that I, I have to I always reference is that the crash regulations for pedestrians have changed the way all these cars look. It sucks. That's why the fronts are all high. They're all high, high and square, you know? Yep. I don't know how the supercars get away with it, but anyways. I had a 99, on the side note, I had a 997 Turbo S in the other day yes. at our work, and we had that 991 GT3 RS mm-hmm. a week before or something. Dude, the the 997 is just the right size. The front end is the right height. That 991 is so fucking big and stupid. I hate that car. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's really well so, said. But on your... Yeah. So the prior generation of SL had that really sloped nose with the rounder headlights. They kind of went to that more aggressive headlight later, but, um, and the more upright grille. But uh, I think if they had their, their druthers, they'd be making sleek... They still made a really bad design front end. The yeah. newer one's a little better. Yeah, but... yeah. Um, at any rate, uh, so this is a turbocharged V8, and it's fully loaded. has dynamic seats with uh, air scarf and heated cooling. How much do you think one of those seats cost? Oh, I don't know. Seat. I don't know. I don't know, but I'd like to look it up because I bet seven, you it's eight grand? more. I bet you it's like $12,000 or something. Super complicated seat. Crazy. Um, but anyway, anyways, the car is uh, amazingly planted, uh, solid feeling for a convertible. It's got the panoramic roof and a bunch of cool stuff, folding hardtop. Um, but what surprised me is that, uh, and I've driven 63s and all that stuff, but this one, I don't know, maybe it just uh, was geared differently, but rolling start, you floor it, and it wants to totally spin the wheels at like 30 miles an hour. I mean, it's a fucking kind of a beast. That's rad. Yeah, and then great brakes. uh and amazing sound system. It reminded me of what a good sound system is like because back in early days when we were getting into cars, it was all about the stereo. I mean, you go to Circuit City and spend like an hour in a little speaker room and press all the buttons and think, of, <laughs> yeah, think yeah. about like, oh, that that screen has dolphins flying by on it. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Those right? Are um, but uh, it, it's insanely good. So if you ever get an opportunity just to sit in one, play. Oh, and the guy had... Some some cheesy like Latin jazz CD, which was it was more like elevator music than actual music, but it it was so crystal clear and awesome. I kind of loved it. It's like a two hundred thousand dollar car new. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And they built yeah. the frame of it, the the chassis of the car, the passenger footwell is designed to accommodate the subwoofer. They actually designed the car for audio. Which oh, was the first time, they, yeah, for acoustics. So they made it uh, the proper shape and everything to to hold the subwoofer in that area. Arts Arts uh, NSX has a subwoofer in the footwell too. <laughs> does it? Yep. Yeah, it does. Oh. Yeah, it was uh, not designed around it. Though, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, that was one. That was one car I drove recently that I was definitely stoked on. That's cool. I, I want to hear more about some of the other ones later. Yes. 
We'll but, dive, uh, there'll be plenty, plenty more. But, oh, and and a little sneak preview. One car I drove and we checked out um, was a 996 uh, Carrera. And a certain podcast listener and a good friend of the DWA community went and test drove it today to buy it. Mr. Eric Horton. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Huh. So his Boxster deal fell through. They sold it from underneath him. Oh, uh, weak. Yeah. I'm sure he'll... he'll tell you all about it next time he sees you but he went to drive this 996 and i kind of think that might be a better fit to be honest cool. so silver black um carrera 2 really nice one with ims done and oh, suede headliner and you know oh nice, nice so it's one. a later one yeah yeah it's a, a really nice clean local uh 996 oh that's cool well so, i hope he gets something that's rad yeah um so anyways moving on to questions eh? yeah let's do yeah. some uh questions from facebook all right all right, we got some, we got a few questions here. Will Barnes asks, "Will DWA ever come to England for filming or a European tour slash rally? Would love to meet you guys and get your opinion on my car, as I know you like oddball cars." He puts up a, a or he posted a picture of it. It's a little blue hatchback. It's a 2010 Renault Megane 1.5 turbo diesel, tune intake, exhaust, H and R's, EBC brakes, rotor wheels, six speed, of course. I know you like the specs. Uh, pretty cool. I mean, I, we'd be down to yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> um, I would love to see it and drive it and hear it. Never seen one. Uh, well, I mean, I've probably seen one in, in Europe passing by, yeah. but never like checked one out. So yeah. yeah, where is he? England, England, no immediate plans to go to England, but we'd fucking yeah. love to go to England. That'd be so fun. <laughs> so we want to sure. do Goodwood. That's all on our bucket list for sure. That's true. And I'll be in, uh, Western Europe a year from now in Germany and Belgium. So maybe we can hook up. I don't know. We'll be talking just, more about uh, that as it gets closer. A, yeah. Just a quick train right away. I know. I know, right? Okay. The channel. The channel, um, that's right. I like it. Yeah, we do like it. Uh, let's see. So we got Bobby Reed. Is there a point at which slow car fast is too slow? I'm thinking the 924 may be at that point for me, which we have discussed this in the past. Um, what, do, what do you guys say? Uh, I've, I've never driven a 924. I've driven several 944s, and if it's slower than that, I could see his argument. Um, but certainly slow car fast gets too slow. <laughs> um, but there's always that point that we get in a groove for sure. And, and like, you, you know, Chris Harris is, he loves the, the two, two Chevaux, the two CV. And, uh, that's like the slowest car yeah. imaginable. And I love driving my van again and it's quite slow. Oh, that's the yeah. slowest car imaginable. <laughs> it's faster than a two, two CV. That's true. I guarantee that. That's true. So, you but, know, so that's interesting though, cause there are, but there are also certain cars that are just simply too slow and, and not fun to drive fast. Yes. Right. Whereas so that's like, for example, my, my experience was, is with a, a freaking golf rap or golf, the fuck a rabbit diesel, like an early eighties oh, rabbit God, diesel. Like yeah. it was just like 40 horsepower or something. So yeah, those, slow. I think those are too slow. Yeah. The diesel, uh, yeah, it comes on. It just takes so long to gather speed. Um, that can get really annoying over and, and if over. you're going through a, if you're going you know you want to say you keep your momentum but if you're going through a really tight hairpin you're coming oh. out of it you have no power God, that's the uphill yeah. hairpin yeah, yeah. just bleh. yeah bog. like imagine driving up nine and that would suck oh right? god yeah no i think that's that's a really good point and i think 924 probably has enough to have fun i've only driven one base 924 ever um we my dad bought one back in the day to flip and uh I drove it up in the mountains, and I remember it being kind of a lot of fun. But you were also younger, and yeah. But I, I mean, was, it was a fun car to f- 
to fly through the mountain. You know, it your, had enough power. Was your heart filled with hate at that time? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I've always had hate in my heart. <laughs> You're like the fucking Darth Vader of DWA. Actually, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I don't think I was always this <laughs> this jaded. <laughs> I know. It's a cold world out there. There is such a thing, though. So I guess we answered his question. Uh, so Eric Schubert asks, if Ford builds the next Fiesta ST with a one-liter EcoBoost engine, could it be the best economy hatchback today? Yes. That's a three-cylinder? That would be a three-cylinder. Yeah, I'm thinking of an alternative. What else is out there? That I just can... don't like uh, high-strung, like where you're having to beat the shit out of the motor all the time. It is a turbo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, turbo. I would be really curious of the longevity of it. Three cylinders sound kind of cool, kind of like fives. Yeah. yeah, you know they have yeah. a different Un uneven. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, I know that it's been offered in the the Fiesta so far, right? Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean it also means a lot. Yeah, a lot a big weight reduction there. Uh, torqueier engine seems seems like a cool package. I just think, man, you're just beating the shit out of that little thing all the time. I, I don't know. But again, we're talking about throwaway cars. So Lisa, and, throwaway cars. Lisa, who cares, right? Yeah. And a lot of that throwaway stuff, the engines seem to do pretty well, you know, the actual engine part of the, these cars. Yeah. Like the cylinders and for the, the three all, year, you know? for the three year period. You're right. But when you get into have that guys, five, six year, they start to fall apart. Have you guys stayed on top of the Euro, like the, the polos? Like what, what is the polo run? I mean, that seems no. like a fun little car. Yeah. yeah I was no, thinking I the same thing. I'm sure. I would imagine it's a four cylinder and yeah, diesel. Like a, a Polo GTI, I mean, yeah. it, same same like sort of interior as like a GTI, I imagine, like quality so, wise. So cool, yeah. That could be rad. Yeah, I always liked those. Bef you know, when I was in my GTI, I was always like, oh man, I wish we had the Polo. It'd be kind of a cool option. But that's yeah. my love for the Mark One. But here in the states, the only real small car we get is the Fiesta, right? Or do we get any well, other I mean, there's there's small hatches? Like Mazda Two is canceled, right? Mazda Two has been in production, but that was based on the Ford Fiesta anyway, wasn't Fiesta, it? Fiesta, yeah. Oh really? Um. Nissan Versa. I mean, those are oh, all yeah, shitty. total shitty ones. Sonic. Yeah, nothing. Sonic's kind of really. big though. Yeah, but it's still in that category. But it's more like a Focus. Yeah, if it was well, yeah. he said out a hatchback today. I don't know where he's located, but I, I kind of you know, given the comparison between a Golf R and a and a Fiesta, or I mean a, a fucking uh, Focus RS, I would I, I haven't driven either, admittedly, but I mean just from standing next to both cars, like I mean, I, I feel like I would want to own the R. You I know? go golf I mean, R every day, yeah. all the twice on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Right. So I mean i think in this case, you know, if if it's a kind of a similar interior, similar, you know, build quality, yeah, uh, I would probably go polo. But see, my the the thing about that is I was wrong when I th predicted the BMW one series you know, would be the biggest seller. I thought they would sell the most because they're a little cheaper. It's pretty much a three series, right? But everyone kind of just goes up market a little bit and they get way more car and their payments go $75 more a month. So wouldn't the same thing happen with a Fiesta three cylinder? They'd be like, well, I can get the focus or I can get a golf. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's probably already happening. Like, yeah. Yeah. How many, I see so many more focuses than I do. Way, Fiestas. More. way more. Yeah, totally. It was a nicer, yeah. bigger car. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, small I, I wanted to mention something. Did you guys see the? Um, I don't know what color, what what that color is called, but it's like that, like really cool, almost like a slate gray. Yes. Um, uh, Ford Fiesta. I RS love that color. That Canepa. Did yep. you guys see it? Yes. So 
that was the first Focus RS that I actually have seen that I'm like, damn, that's a really good looking car. Like, I mean, I, I've seen them in white, I've seen them in blue, and it just hasn't sold me. There's something about the front end. And then also, I really kind of like scrutinized the shit out of the car and walked around and looked at every detail. And the panel fitment was way better. Like, it looks like the early cars were just like really shoddily put together, like in a rush almost. Like, because I noticed that. Uh, other cars that I had seen up until this point, and I think I pointed out to you guys, like, no joke, like, the panel fitment was fucking terrible. Like, there were huge yeah. gaps. Like, the it looks like the fenders were bolted out too far out, like, you know, because they have movement, right? Like, they have play. And the tolerances were just, like, everything was just off, dude. And and then I had a little moment where I was like, okay, like, it looks it looks great in this co- in this um, color. Apparently, it's a, it's a great driving machine. It drives really well, although the, apparently the rear diff can overheat, I've heard, and apparently that's, a, that's an issue. Uh, but, um, I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? If it's a really, really awesome driving car, I can forgive the shitty interior just because it's supposed to be about that, right? It's not It's not supposed to be this, like, cool luxury hatchback. It's yeah, like sure. a simple Spartan. If that's what you're looking for, car. but then you're, but you're also – You're also – it's front-wheel drive-based, all-wheel drive, uh, $38,000 to $40,000 car. So that's a hard thing to get around. And how too. much how much better driving it is it than an R? Yeah. I mean, is it really that much better? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I got to read a test. Better, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I gotta I'm drive not both. up on my hot I, I want to drive both because, I mean, yeah. even like, people that I know that I respect that are good drivers that have a lot of exposure to different cars, like they say the Golf R is a really, really great driving car. Like, and it's um, – and I was talking to Matt about this because, like, uh, Matt Farah said – or Matt Brown, our buddy Hushi Pushi, because um, Matt Farah said that, like, the, the – the Golf R reminds him of a mini GTR, and like Matt and I were talking about this. Like, who's okay, who's I you? hate that comparison because what it is, it's a mini 911 Turbo. It's not a GTR because it, it has okay, a nice like interior that. and and all that. So, you know, it's a total 911 Turbo, right. not a and GTR. So, and so my, we were talking about it, and and the way that we kind of uh, we we summarized like or we kind of boiled it down to was uh, Matt Farah's um, sort of assessment was that the car is like more comfortable he kept saying it was cushier and it was like easier to drive fast yeah but like it's not like fake you know where like a gtr is just like it does everything for you like it's just the the golf r seems like it's it's a very capable car and it's very engaging too but it's it's just a little bit easier to drive faster yeah um and it's more comfortable it's it's definitely more detached in the sense that um, you know, you have more insulation, like you're, you have more comfortable seats. Like there's, it's, it's, it's not like this really simple tinny thing, right? And isn't like, a GTR, um, a car that takes over and has a shitty interior and kind of is loud and beats you up? I don't pretty know. That's kind of seems like the Ford Focus more. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. On to the next, next question. question. <laughs> uh, Gabe Nashen, Nassen, Nashen, which is more aesthetically offensive to you guys? Donk or stance? This is a very good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, stance. Yeah, I think uh, donk is so far out in the stylistic world exactly that it doesn't offend me. It's like your taste, but yeah. stance ruins sports cars. Yep. Interesting. And okay. you're doing something. Okay, donk. You're also taking a car that had no intentions of going fast at all. Never. You're usually taking like a '86 Cutlass the or something like that. The worst cars. And you're you're like, lowering it up. The worst cars. Yeah, the worst cars. And you're putting like Tony the Tiger like stuff on it, you know, or Fruit Loops or whatever. <laughs> and uh, Skittles, Lane. And Skittles. Okay. Any McDonald's, whatever. Come on, dude. And you're putting 26 inch rims, but you're taking a car that had no intentions of going fast ever. Yep. And you're just living in. You know, you're like, okay, we're gonna make it crazy looking. And just a total mob slow kind of thing. 
the stance thing is like it's 350Z, 370, E30s, you know, slammed. It's E36s. On 20-inch wheels. All these cars, and they, those cars should be driven yes. and not not like slam with the stupid camber. Or as Warren says, camber. Camber, camber, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, Art, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, both are equally offensive to me in different ways. So the the donk thing, and this is going to be interesting because I, I associate it more with like a personality type, and like I feel like you know a donk type of person. And this is you know living in the <laughs> wow. Bay Area and the people that I've encountered. Yes. Like no, it's just it, it. There's just like an attitude. Yeah, there's of like course there is. you know there, there's like all this other shit that goes along with it that is like more offensive to me than the car itself. Like well, yeah, the car you... is like. You know, goofy as fuck, but yeah. I mean, I don't, but, but being a, like, just like the personality behind the car is what really bothers me. Um, you know, just like this, there's like this attitude, this like but over art, the topness it, of like, it's look not even at me. I know, but it's not even a, me. it's not even a car anymore. It's just this statement. Like they don't, they're not, they don't care about the car. They care about how it looks. They care about get, attracting as much attention yeah, as possible yeah, yeah. to themselves. It's not right? even a but, car. I mean, it, whereas, like, I feel that the stance thing, you know, it's it's also it, the it, I hate the fact that they're destroying a, a car that is supposed to be functional. Uh, but I also appreciate the fact that a lot of the guys like are. You know, this is where it gets interesting because I feel like they do, they can be very artistic with it where they're putting very high-quality parts on their cars and making them actually, like, aesthetically pleasing outside of the fact that it's lowered beyond functional, and also it has stretched wheels. The but that's the same thing, thing as a donk. Wheels. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't – again, this is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like those folks actually – like, the people that I've met that are, like, the stance kind of nation type – or even, like, being in Japan and going, you know, like, seeing the offset kings types, like, those guys, like, they're fucking super cool people that are extremely knowledgeable, and, like, they, they do know about the cars, but, like, they have a different approach to what they're doing. They just – they also like low and slow, but they all happen to like cars that are performance Yeah, that's almost worse. Like, the fact that they yeah. like cars and totally. that's what they pick, like – I'd rather have them destroy these shitty cars no one cares about. Yeah. Like yeah, I with see the donks. You know what I'm gets, saying? So, like, I'm totally, like, yeah. one's not a car guy, and I'm fine with that. It's like, oh, you're not a car guy, but you like fucking shitty furniture. The other yeah. guy is a, is a guy that's a car guy, and I'm like, fuck, I never want to talk to you ever because that's your idea of what a cool car is. Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I, you know, I've actually listened. There's a, there's a podcast that I want to, or a podcast episode. I think it was actually on NPR where they go and Don't interview some ever people talk in about Oakland. NPR. <laughs> they, uh, they interview some people. Yeah, in the Oakland whistle tips. And, We've all seen it. Not, not the whistle tips, but like legitimate dudes that are actually like into this whole donk scene, and they, and they ask them what they're about. Legitimate and they actually folks. Love, they love their cars, dude. They know, they know I the know, cars. But no, they not, love their cars, but they don't love cars. Like they're not a car guy, and they're like a car guy, like a. Well, they're car people. They, right, they, they, they talk about growing I mean, up can, and, like, and like having their dad. Like, we can get you know, into this minutia of that. It's but. like a uh, someone who loves real estate and has a timeshare. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, what dude, I'm I mean, I think you know they they like cars in a different way, but it's just like there's they have a specific aesthetic that they go after, but it's it's just too extreme for me. But I just both, think you you and and us are more closely associated with the stance nation. And for me, it offends me more because I'm yes. not, I'm not related to the donk scene. And I love, I love that word. Whoever came up with that is just so <laughs> rad. Is it it's Donkey donkeys, Kong? Dude. It's because of the Impala. <laughs> the Impala is supposed to resemble the don a donkey the, uh, on the side of the car. Is that really it? That's really it. No. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. I've I've read, I've heard, and I've read, read and heard stuff. <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I've I've only I haven't 
really seen documentaries or anything about it, but I did hear this podcast <laughs> where they interview these dudes okay, and they okay. talk about what they're doing. NPR, they're like, dude, that's like, they're like, oh, and these anyways, people, they can, yeah. Now a story out of Oakland, California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the ghetto. Well, now they Neta call Ulubis. <laughs> Although they, uh, although what, they did say one thing that was really rad. This guy's talked about how, like, you know, th- they love the way they just kind of th- – their thing is, like, they're enhancing the world by, like, painting the true. city with their yes, rides. True. You know? And you yeah. know what? It's just for decoration. That's right. And, and it's something that, you know, I mean, kind of translates to all car people, right? You build something rad and you want to share it with the world and cruise around and make other people smile, right? And yeah. But unfortunately, donks don't make me smile. They're just like... like I mean, the same I, thing could be said for lowriders and anything that is so far from a car right. that it's just this art piece and a lifestyle. Yeah, I'm down with lowriders. I'm too. But I hate stairs. I know because but, yeah, but I guess yeah the low rider thing like they actually they're slow and low and cruising and you know it, they're they're they doing start that. The, with Monte Carlos no, and shit not but fucking, donk thing, yeah, donk thing I mean I see it all the time dude these guys are fucking hauling ass in the streets like <laughs> doing all this crazy shit and driving you know cars with like gigantic heavy wheels with the same fucking stock brakes like How dare you that's are. unsafe you know NIMBY so, NIMBY that's what I'm saying, dude. I don't know. Um, I'm not. I mean, evidently, I'm. I'm. A, I'm like swaying more towards one, but both are shitty. All right, we'll move. All on. right, you gotta go or something. <laughs> I do gotta go. So let's wrap these two questions up All real right, quick. Hurry. Uh, so Kevin Malone, what the hell is a donk? We know what a donk <laughs> is here. Right. And uh, Jonathan Brown, what is the stock performance specs on your 914? It's a real beauty. It's Any z- performance mod installed? <laughs> zero, zero to <laughs> sold in oh, four so days. This is actually yeah. So, yeah, so um, listen Brown, to the like, next episode. Uh, it's a so rust bucket, so. and uh, but the performance stats are eighty horsepower, I believe, or eighty one or something Whew. like that. Um, oh, but it man. actually goes pretty well. It's like nice. Uh, the gearing's good on those. They don't feel like underpowered. I don't know. It's well, it's fun. deceptive because you're so low to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Too. It feels like a. It's like a go kart. <laughs> <laughs> More of a go kart than my E30 was. Okay. Believe it or not. No, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was as. I mean, I think uh, he'll. All of his questions will be answered um, on Sunday's podcast because yes. he also asked if he had a repair Wait, to get. Art, you know the future right now. Uh, I do know the future. That's just the way we roll. You're pretty uh, cool. All right, dogs. Well, I got to roll. All right, you're gonna go talk uh, to someone across the sea. Where are you? Who are you calling right now? Like, where are you calling? I mean, um, I'm calling someone in the Middle East. Really? Yeah. Have fun with that. Tell them. Yeah, uh, tell Mahmoud Abdinajad we said hi. Yeah. I will. Okay. Um, tell tell him say say don't, say don't say what you're. May the say. Lord be with you, brother. Brother. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I I don't I just don't know. What that was Lane for everyone listening. All right, later. See Art. All right, don't, everyone else, keep listening. Art, hang up. Goodbye, Art. All right, uh, Fonz the Second asks, "What are some of your expert automotive opinions on an NA Miata versus a 944?" Love the podcast. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. That's like sharks and alligators, man. <laughs> you can't keep referencing. <laughs> that was a different YouTube, thing. YouTube but uh, um, that was from a movie called Only the Strong. Actually, it's about Capoeira. You watch um, that? Yeah. You ever really? seen that movie? No. <laughs> oh, no one has seen it. So awesome. No. That's like sharks and alligators, I man. You, I think you secretly like really shitty movies. I do. Yeah. It no, it's not a secret, secret though. I, I just like shitty movies. So uh, 944 <laughs> versus NA Miata. I don't know. They're totally different. Well, I, mean, I think uh, just from sitting in one, the 944 is way more spacious. Way more roomy and y- you sit. I want to say probably a little lower. Yeah. Uh, 
better interior uh, materials. Yeah, like solid door closing stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're really Germanic. Yeah, versus Japanese. So which, which do you like? Yeah, they're totally different cars. Though I mean, a Miata is going to be a way cheaper car to run. Um, you can get a a nicer one for a I I would say a nicer one for the same price. You know. Uh, uh, it's a better Miata. first car, Miata. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I'd say it's a way it's easier a, to work on and repair. easier to work on. Easier to re- you know, parts are everywhere. It's super cheap. Uh, they're definitely more. They're not as like robust feeling and kind of torquey. The the it's more of a rever. The Porsches more architectural and kind of just the the power is low. It, it the you know it's not all about revving it out to. Seven thousand or whatever. Yep. I don't know. They're they're kind of totally different cars. So yeah. Um, but they're both around the same price, and you know the Porsche has more power, but it weighs more. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's whatever. You know. It's it's a really hard comparison. One's a convertible. One's a coupe. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, I think if you were torn between the two. And you found a one-owner Miata with forty thousand miles and for a right price, and all the nine forty fours are roached out. Go with the Miata. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, I'm totally not a preacher of like, oh, everyone should buy a nine forty four. It's not one of those things, you know. No, I know. You're not going to convince me, Lane. All right. Al Said Niner gave us a smiling a thumbs up. Yeah, he did. It looks like his Bentley's coming along. He's in Kuwait. Holla. Shervenator asked, what's the shadiest bullet you've ever dodged when looking to buy a car? I had a, my first real car I was looking at, GTIs and 2002s. I was like 17. And uh, I found a Roundy 2002, a white one in Capitola. So I brought my friend Eric's dad. He runs a body shop in Santa Clara. Um, knows a billion times more about body stuff than I did at that point. Um and uh, he came with me. It was at night, too. We went to look at the car at night. So even worse, right? Um, I loved it. I was, like, sold. And it was in my price range. It was, I think it was 1700 bucks, Roundy. Um, <laughs> Jared's was 12 I think. Uh, Right. Um, and he took, like, two good looks at it. And it was like, no, it's uh, rust in the fenders, the floor. Basically, just rust bucket. And uh, I totally passed, and I don't think I would have. I'm almost guaranteeing I wouldn't have passed if he wasn't there. So I'd say that's one, because or else I'd be an amazing welder at this point. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> change my whole um, life. I kind of just bit a bullet recently, but I don't think I have any like dodge. I don't have any real dodge bullet stories. No, no, nothing. You know, there's a few cars that I looked at and I kind of regret buying How because one? I thought, you know, I was like, oh, I can't. You know, it was overheating or something. Yeah. It's minor. It could have been, you know, it was a minor thing. So. How about another one? Uh, you sold it and then something shitty happened to the car. No. No? Uh-uh. Oh, you didn't get out of something before it no. bit the bullet? Hmm. Okay. Sorry, Shervenator. That was just one one answer. Sorry to disappoint you. Uh, my, my femur hurts says, uh, so bros, if I used to like cars like the Miata, but I like gain too much weight due to all the beers I like. What car that is like a Miata would you like-minded bros recommend for a guy like me? Like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get a new Miata. <laughs> no. Then what? Um, FRS? BRZ? He's, no, he's already branched out. I think he's a Corvette guy. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. C4 Corvette. <laughs> C4. Yes. Yes. A, uh, a ZR1. 
Oh, it's too good. Is it? Yeah, he needs like an 84 uh, tunnel ram injection or whatever that thing is. <laughs> C4. 85? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're a full-size coupe kind of guy now. Oh, that's true. Five, like a 560 SEC, 500 SEC. Yes. Um, oh, how about like a uh, Mercury something? Didn't Mercury? Lincoln. Mark. Mark 8? Mark 8 or something. Oh, God, that is so shitty, though. <laughs> if he's, I mean, Corvette. All right, Corvette. Is it Corvette? Yeah. There you go. Cor- Corvette, all the things. Um, Joshua Pye's illustration says, uh, hmm, what is he trying to say here? Two late 90s models versus top modern 2017 version. Who did it better? Two late 90s models. What does that mean? Verse what? <laughs> well, two late 90s models versus top modern 2017 version. Who did it better? Um, oh, so just like like a 3 Series and a 5 Series versus a new one or something? Yeah, I think that's what he's getting at. Um, so we're fans of the 90s here at Driving Well Awesome. For, for BMW, you know, yeah, but it, in particular. Uh, that's a hard one. I, I'm trying to think of any car that they still make that's better in 2017 that I'd prefer to have the brand new version. Oh, a Miata. Like a yeah. 99 MB or a, sure. or a brand new 2017. ND. Yeah. I'd take an ND. Yeah, I would too, I guess. But it's gotten further away from its base concept, right? Heavier? No, it's back to that. It's light. I guess it is back. They got back to It's it. back to the way to the first one. Basically. But Lane, with that... Hood shit line I've really just sworn off me out of. So. I know that's your that's your. Like, I'm sorry. That's like me with the like the M1 and like I those know. little details. I, I can't go back. Um, Joshua, ask a different question next week, and we'll try it better to answer it. Uh, Roshman says uh, Volvo V70 cross country, the original one, cool or not cool? What do you think, Warren? They're not cool. Really at all. I had a V70R, the same yeah. generation, um, all-wheel drive system, turbo. You had uh, a lot of problems. I had a lot of problems. They, at this point, first of all, they're worth nothing. You could yeah. buy one for $1,500. They look all right. They're kind they of cool. cool. They're good looking. I like the box shape. I like yeah. the 850s. And I stuff. don't know. I'd probably rather have an all-road, which was its competitor in the day. Yeah, and those are sketchy used, They're too. so sketchy. You're talking about a... A turbo, all-wheel drive. Twin turbo. Twin turbo, all-wheel drive with most of them. Air, air suspension. Ride, air ride. All of them, right? Yeah, you can now they have the My coil. mom bought one brand new in like 02 or something. Yeah. Uh, but it was a le- – or yeah, I think she leased it. It was a great car. But now she, there's she, – you know, She leased it for three years. It was awesome. Like I love taking that thing out. Sure. And uh, it made a cool, made cool sounds, and it was cool. The suspension had the multi, the two tone interior. It's pretty bitching. And but, now uh, you can get them for a thousand bucks running yeah. smogged cars. Yeah, yeah. And same thing goes for the Volvos. Um, I would, I hate the. Just stay away from it. Stay away. Yeah. Too I, complicated as a used car. And... They're kind of shitty build quality. Like the interiors and stuff didn't wear real well. Um, the paint. Uh, I mean, almost every part of it was kind of cheap in comparison to the rear drive versions that came out before the 850. Um, and I prefer the looks of the 850. Oh, so me too. Kind of. I think 850 is really clean. If you the, find a really nice 850. Like a 97, the yeah. second gen 850 mm-hmm. with the smoother bumpers. Yep. So that's a good looking car. 
Uh, Kyle JF 90. Uh, have you guys managed to set a budget for the fun weekend cars and the daily drivers? Were there times in your lives pre-children that made it harder to not blow all your money on cars and parts? I think the children thing is like why I have a 944, like a fairly cheap weekend car. Yeah. Like before I had kids, like I had the, I had a 996 and, and a 928 at the same time. And then I had, you know, I was more apt to buying a higher ticket car and, you know, stuff like that. But now, you know, when I first had my, my first child, I kind of sold everything and I didn't have a fun car and then, you know, started jonesing for it again. I got back to like what my, you know, car I had in high school, which is an I-44 or early college. Um, so I kind of went cheaper and now I don't know. I don't know if I, I necessarily allocate, I guess I, you know, allocate a couple hundred bucks a month towards it or something. Mm-hmm. Almost like it was a small car payment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely had times where I didn't have the space for multiple cars. So, or I was driving way more, you know, I needed a better commuter than a fun, fun sidecar. Um, I think it helps to have space to have other cars and, um, not take it too seriously. Like not, not set budgets and stuff, just kind of play it by ear and maybe have an event like a coastal range rally that you're planning for and you budget for that. And then, then you buy by that you get a bonus nice car for the rest of the year as well how's that i think that's a good idea yeah good answer thank you i think that that's definitely like been a motivation for us to keep our like your car has gotten better in oh, the totally. last two years yeah, right you're 30 definitely um i've i think i've well besides hitting a deer and all this stuff the 944 yeah. has gone through like improvements totally. right? yeah yeah big time i mean yeah. it's very impressive for because there's not a lot of uh custom 944s that are tasteful yeah, yeah it's pretty low a lot of uh they do a lot of uh tacky doubled in stereo flip out stereos and automatic door locks tints and tints, stuff yeah. uh rockabilly jay had a funny one you posted that uh your ghetto sl oh yeah and he's like it looked like it went through pet, was... boys, pet boys with a magnet <laughs> yeah <that's> so great <laughs> i like that uh shoe 32 says uh what's the douchiest mod you've ever performed on a car and how long did you roll that mod before changing it or selling the car? Feel free to call each other out for past automotive sins. Well, it's sad. It's just Lane and I right now. But uh, I can't think of anything douchey. I think if Hushy Pushy was here, he could call it art on a bunch of shit. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I did. I remember uh, my second or maybe first Volkswagen Rabbit I had. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I don't know. But I put a, I definitely, first, one of the first things I did, I got a new speed license plate frame. Uh, of course. From Volks Cafe. Yeah. And I think I got a, oh, I def, I put like a Kragen exhaust on it. Like just a, what, like exhaust. a Dy- Dynamax or something. Yeah, right, right. Right? Dynamax? Is that the uh, brand? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. And I put like a chrome round tip on it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't crazy. It was like a two inch, you know, two and a half inch tip or something. Sure. But I don't know if that's super douchey. Yeah, right. But, you know. Those are kind of the most uh, extreme things I think I've done, really. Yeah. I took all the bumpers off my GTI and it to, like, make it lighter. Lighter, yeah. But it looked pretty shitty. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> like, I kept it that way for a long time, pretty much until I sold it. Um, so that's kind of a weird one. Um, are you hearing that? Yeah, I Static. am. Static. Um, 
what else? Uh, nothing really comes to mind, like as far as true uh, douchey. Maybe we're just too cool for that. Yeah, I think so. I think Brian needs to be here. Brian, yeah, I don't know if he's had that much either, though. Yeah. Besides the truck, like the waterbed thing, I don't know how douchey that is. He definitely, I saw him once driving with a helmet on. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> oh, and he has some like weird, like really crappy like numbers on the side of his truck Jeez. and like racing stripes that he put on. That's pretty racing douchey. Racing stripes. Well, with like they were just like, <sighs> I'm probably speaking. I'm probably saying something that's not true, but they were like black. It's just like black tape, like electrical tape right, or something. Right, 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 right. Hmm. It's kind of douchey. That is douchey. Uh, I'd like to hear what the listeners have to say about that. I would love to know what they've what they've done to their car that's super douchey and how long they rocked it. Uh, Kieran Berndt says, uh, what are some of the modern car trends that you can't stand? And he says, uh, keep up the rad content. I look forward to SEMA. Sweet. Where do you begin? Huh? Where do you begin? Um, modern car trends that you can't stand. I mean, I, is he referring to factory trends that are coming? I think anything, but I mean, I know one of your least favorite are the big old huge ducks in the front of the cars. Yeah. Like basically intakes. Yeah. Especially faux intakes. Yeah. Toyota Camry or whatever with that side below the headlight uh-huh. brake, brake duct for a non-functioning duct. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't like like what BMW M's are doing with the side. I don't like that side the side gills. No, I don't either. Those are, and the four series has like this added on plastic thing to accentuate cheesy. it. Yeah. And the Panamera has it too, like a fake gill thing. Uh BRZ FRS has that thing there. I don't, I don't like any of that stuff. It's just kinda why? Yeah. Uh the piped in noise is kinda cheesy. The Real. stereo stuff's the worst, like through oh, the stereo. God. Rear uh, diffusers by the exhaust on the on the bumper. It looks like a you yeah. know, like and it's, it's not fucking, even really a diffuser. What is this, a Lamar car? Oh no, yeah. it's a Ford SUV. And it doesn't like tuck under. It's no. not a true diffuser that goes way under the right. car. It's just a little add-on skirt on the back. Totally. Um, <laughs> those are thing body style stuff that I that bugs the shit out of me. How about oh, uh, we talked about it maybe earlier or whatever, but um, push button starts I think are stupid. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, fucking no dipstick in an engine. Oh, that's awful. That's standard issue now. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. You hear me? <laughs> no one cares. Listen up. Listen up. Uh, Vandalay Industries, just want to let you know I appreciate the thought you all put into your answers for the relatively difficult question I asked last week. Also, to clarify, a DWA car slash budget does not equate cheap to me in the slightest. Uh, what it does mean to me is a car budget with the caveats that us 99 percenters deal with living expenses dependents significant others extracurriculars outside of cars etc what kind of extracurriculars is he talking about um you're welcome and nice question drew (laughs) (laughs) um it's more of a critique uh no i i appreciate the the feedback drew and we'll holler at you later uh pfm california Assuming you only have one life, <laughs> um, does the team at Driving Well Awesome recommend owning a wide variety of cars and experience the broad spectrum or focusing in and becoming a Mark expert? Thanks and enjoyed the brief design discussion last week. Cool. So, uh, variety, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, unless you're art and you want to just own every Civic ever made. 
That's true. He's Mark's specialist now. Uh, no, he would. He'd be the first one. He's to way say, into the variety. I just love experiencing. I mean, like every car. That's like what everyone. Ever... People are giving him a hard time for selling the nine nine three. Right. And you know. Well, no, I think. Yeah, I think everyone's giving him a hard time because he said he never would. But um, I know. But there are even more. Like some of it's like, why would you sell that thing? It's a beauty. It's exactly what you want. You know. But you can buy there's... another nine nine three tomorrow. Anytime. Yeah. They're not rare yet. Yeah. So. Uh, I'd rather have a big variety. I, like the worst thing is the guy that's only you know thinks everything sucks and he's only had one car, you know, one make or one mark of car. Yeah, and also you get kind of pigeonholed into uh, you're you're not like almost not allowed to have other cars if you're the Porsche yeah. guy or you know, and uh, your opinion may not matter as much when you're talking about cars or yeah. I don't know because you'll never be an expert in automotive opinion, <laughs> right? You gotta spread your wings, yeah. fly. Um, but having said that, I do appreciate people who are like, I know everything about Sunbeam Tigers, and I know how the bolt pattern is on. Yeah, you know, and you're like, dude, and... talk to you later. I don't, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> gotta go. I care man. less about your Sunbeam Tiger. Gotta go. It's a cool car. Yeah, it has a V8. I know it's not worth as much as a Shelby. How dare you? It should be someday, <laughs> man. Basking Shark. Um, I like it. I don't know why he's basking shark. Basking sharks are weird. I bet Alex at we'll Shark ask, We'll ask him about those next time we talk to him. Do you know him? No, Alex. Oh, oh, pff, dude. He will know everything about him. I need a new cheap daily driver, but one that would be also fun to drive the Monterey Backroads on my daily commute. I think I have landed on the Fiesta ST as it checks a lot of the boxes like functional back seats for the kids, manual transmission, aftermarket support, et cetera, et cetera. Plus a lot of the auto journalists seem to love it. Big question is, will I be disappointed? Part of me wants to daily something more interesting like an E30 or do something stupid and finance a 997. What do you think, Lane? Yeah, you should probably just go finance a 997. <laughs> no, I don't know. Fiesta, I, I'm embarrassed that I've never driven one, so... I've never driven an ST. Should have driven Kyle's when you know when he cruised it up in it last year or whatever. He has a but Fiesta or Focus. He had a Fiesta ST, Fiesta, but he yeah. sold it about a mm-hmm. F30. He thought the ride was really too harsh and stuff for what he was doing, but I think he was doing a lot of like highway commuting. He was where if this guy's in Monterey Bay and he's like kind of living inland a little and taking all the back roads, seems like a cool car. Uh, yeah, it's that's hard to argue with. Probably brand new, like warranty and everything, and. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice, that's a safe bet. I mean, part of me wants to say, yeah, get that E30 or something. But, you know, when you are depending on a car every day, and if that's your only car that you're commuting to work in, Mm -hmm. nothing's worse than having that car. You know, that car's going to have issues. It's going to need stuff. It's just an old car. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than your dependable, you know, quote unquote dependable car not being dependable. I was going to say FRS. But that'd be good. The back the back seat's a little questionable. As shitty if you're having kids. Although depending on how old your kids are too, if they're like, uh, if if they're six and you know eight, you're fine. Yeah, but but if they're, Um, oh, they're probably all right then. I'm looking at your Instagram basking shark. Um, nice pictures by the way. Um, so and the new FRS hideous front oh my god right oh my god it doesn't match the rest what do they think toyota just fucking up they're tattered what what's wrong with them they're like hey subaru we want you to have all the sales i know but they're what like five grand less yeah for the toyota dude that thing is i would not buy like 
I know. I've, 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 I've been looking at them lately. I'm like, oh, maybe I should get one as a commuter or yeah. something. It'd be kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and my kids are old enough now where it's not a big deal having a that seat, you know, the back seat yeah. like that. But I could not bring myself to buy that new Toyota. That front end is just horrible. Right. It looks like yeah. a sh- shark or some I'm shit. totally with you. I hope that answers the question. And nothing else comes to mind right now with the back seat that's fun and reliable. I mean, there's a lot of new stuff. I mean, you can get a new GTI. Yeah, but that's going to be way more expensive. 27? Yeah, but a Fiesta ST is like... 23? 22? 22. I don't think... Do the GTI is really 27? Yeah. I thought they were like pushing 30. If you get a leather, I get cloth all day, though. You get the all tartan, day, dude. What? Tartan it. Tartan you want a, You want a manual anyways. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Royce Amatique. Uh, why do we look down on convertible 911s, but we're totally cool with Boxsters? I am not cool with Boxsters. All right, I'm going to take this, though. Go for it. It's because a Boxster is a Roadster. The 911 is a convertible. The Boxster was meant to be a Roadster from the start. It's it's a sports car, mid-engine plat, you know, car with a Roadster top, a convertible top. That's what it's meant to be. The 911 is more of a touring car. You take that, you know, it's just, you, you do the topless thing after the fact. It looks a little awkward. The humpback. The humpback looks weird. It just doesn't work. It hasn't, I don't think it's ever worked. Like the, even the 80s 911 convertible is like, do you really want one of those? No. You want, the Targa is the one to get if you want the open air motoring. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's taking the sports car and taking less, it's taking the sports out of the sports car, essentially. And the Boxster was meant to be a convertible. It's so. like a compromise. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's like a Miata. That's fine. It's it's meant to be a convertible, you know? Right. Always. Yeah. Good. Isaac Martinez asks, uh, I haven't heard much from the Project Car 944 lately. How is the 944 doing? I think I've done updates on it every no, week, though. I think you have. Maybe on Instagram or something? It, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. Uh, I put a sticker on it last week. Oh, rad. Rad. Love that movie. I rad like, race. I, like, rented that, oh. uh, Never Ending Story, and uh, Labyrinth, probably more than so any, sweet, yeah, any yeah. movies, like, rad over and over and Hell over. Hell It's, like, weird to watch it now, too. Yeah. I haven't watched it in years, like, since high school. Ah, uh, yeah. I watched it creepy. recently, actually. And the quintessential 80s sports movie where the good guys and bad guys all become best friends at the end <laughs> of course by giving like high fives and it's slow motion and, slow, and it's freeze frames freeze frames so great it's thrashing great. you ever see that one thrasher Sk- thrashing thrashing the skateboard know. movie with josh brolin starring josh brolin it's different than thrasher oh, it's so good yeah i'm probably seeing it josh so brolin good. was in uh goonies yeah love it um does that answer the question <laughs> so wait, we um, just talked about okay it. so the 944 needs uh Paint and bodywork as well oh, as yeah. a major so I hit engine, a deer, engine repair. And then it needs a head gasket. So basically. it's all on standby. But now that you're giving up another project car, you yeah. might fast forward that one. I'm planning on bringing it in uh, like mid-November Okay, and starting to get everything done. There you go. So Always on a fly asks, what's your deal breaker car for being friends with someone? Vert, PT Cruiser, etc.? I I think I that would be a tough one. Like not being friends with someone. Yeah. I think uh, you just think less of them behind their back always, right? Yeah. And not all your friends are car guys either. <laughs> no, I know. Know? That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know why it comes to mind, but I think like when I think about someone like buying a car, like I think Gideon or something, uh, someone that just has no clue about cars. And yeah. uh, so, but I think a Vert PD Cruiser, if it's not 
if they're not doing it like ironically, that'd, that'd be, be pretty. That'd bad. be pretty bad. Like even you know a girl or whatever. I would be, I would really try my damnedest to talk them into the selling ledge. it and getting something else. Off you know, I would do ledge. anything I could to have them not drive that piece of shit. Agreed. So that might be a deal breaker. Yeah. Because I might get really rude and start yelling. And Prius for sure. I would always just have a kind of pissed off. I'd just be pissed a little bit. Yeah. Do you have any friends with Priuses, Warren? Yeah. I'm to think. I don't know if I do. Hmm. Not off the top of my head. I don't think I do. I know because I'm not friends with them anymore. I forgot their names. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. but the answer is PT Cruiser, by the way. That's if there great, is an answer, that's a, it's what you said. That's a really good, really good answer. And probably the convertible with like the chrome package. Yeah, because you can make a case for Prius. All right, I want 55 miles per gallon. And hopefully they have another car. Sure. That isn't a Prius. Sure. And that's just their, I need to go commute lanes. You I know, I want to get 55 I gave miles up on life yeah. and style exactly. and caring. And self-appreciation yeah. and the world yeah. in as a whole. And I just need you to hold my hand and coddle me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Emma Vo 29 says, smiley face and a heart. And Emma is quite a fan of plastic surgery. All right, moving on. Uh, David M77 says, are you going to give me that 914? Uh, you can have it. It's yours. <laughs> For the low, low price. <laughs> um, the, listen to Sunday's episode. You'll see what's up with the 914. Uh, Moto Sapiens, that's a cool name, asks, uh, so why aren't mini trucks making a comeback, and what truck would you rock and why? Bullet side, 720, a B2200, hard body, S10, Mighty Max, dot, dot, dot. So I already rock a Mighty Max. Yeah, but that's not your choice. Um, it's probably the worst of the bunch. How Dare How you? dare I? God. <laughs> um, no style. I know. I love bullet sides. Bullet sides are sweet. Bullet sides are rad. They have killer headlights, grill, yeah. the little curve of the front of the hood. I really like bullet um, sides. There's the, so much style in that. There's so Just, much style. I mean, the bullet side is so awesome. Bullet sides totally uh, unnecessary, but it's there, you know, yeah. and, and works really well. Which is what's great about it, because most trucks are all about necessity. Yep. Like, there's no... Style yeah, really, it's exactly. Just about, hey, here's a box. And... But I, I really like a 1993 Toyota pickup, two wheel drive, standard cab. Why 93? I like that round. It's slightly rounded. I don't like the earlier like more 89 through yeah, 92 or whatever. They were just a little bit too uh, straight. So they, would they and do boring. change the headlights or something? Headlights are different. It's all just kind of more sculpted body, and uh, it's so Spartan interior. It's just. It's a perfect Japanese simplistic yeah. truck. Um, I don't know if I'd mini truck one because they're almost too modern. Like a Datsun would look so much more rad. Yeah, for sure. But although those look kind of cool, mini they're, truck they're cool, too. totally cool. Hard body's all right. The interior is not as like clean and nice as the uh, the Toyota though. The Toyota has that oh, really no. nice '90s dash, like a Camry has. Totally, and all those. It's just one smooth swoop. The dots and gauges and the interior is pretty bad. And the, and the Nissan Hardbody interior is very like square and it has all these sharp angles and stuff. It, it's not as nice. Totally. Yeah, I might get, I might say like that early '90s uh, two wheel drive mini Toyota pickup. It's probably a good choice. I'll go bullet side. Okay. 
Pedro Burnett uh, says, thoughts on the Z4M? Lots of love for the E46 M3, but don't hear much about the Z4. So we have uh, a buddy, part of the DWA community that has a Z4M. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, M- yeah, yeah. I think it's what they call him. M- <laughs> M hardtop. It's not a Roadster. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think it's a great design. Um, I've thought the Z4 is kind of the most interesting BMW design uh, lately. It's a bangled. Or, so which one? The new one or the, the newer old one? one? No, no. The newer so one. So he has the older one. Yeah. Wait, but so you're talking about three, Andy, right? Yeah. 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 So he has the M whatever. Uh, but he has the first gen M Z4 or Z4M. However you say that. Yeah. And then the next, so that one's a bangle design. Yep. So that came out when I was in design school. And, and I remember it was like, everyone was like, you know, up in arms. It was kind of like a crazy thing, but I mean, it's kind of held up pretty well, I think. Yeah. Uh, I know he, he, last time I talked to him about his car, he said he's probably going to get rid of it. It's had a lot more problems that he anticipated. Really? Yeah. And he said when he wants to have fun, he goes to the 944. Oh. It's just not, you know, that fun. It's fun. As fun. Hmm. Uh, they're notorious for having kind of like uncomfortable seats, like shitty seats. And I think, I think BMW is in a hard place because I think they make a great sports sedan. I think when they try and go full sports car, they're not, they're basing it off their sedan stuff still. And it's just not, it can't compete with like Porsche and stuff like, you know, it's not a full on sports car. I can see that. It's, they, you have to be super rowdy, like a Z. Z3, like clown shoe or something. Right. And the Z4 kind of took the rowdiness out of it. Not just that, but you always root for kind of an unassuming sedan that's also a sports car like an M3. Exactly, because it has that practicality and everything. Right. But then if you go to the Z4 or Z3 thing, it's this roadster or purpose-built sports car that uh, you expect it to do more. Yep. Maybe that's part of it. And those interiors, pretty pretty lackluster it's kind of like looking at a 996 interior they're very like just plastic Mm -hmm. plain but i do appreciate how simplistic they are but it's almost to a fault i would say yeah maybe sit in one if you've never sat in one and and check it out just Mm. if you see one but the newer z4s are really pretty too i think i think they're very interesting those were designed by like a woman or something that was their whole thing they were trying a woman trying to appeal to women as well so they're a little they're a softer they got bigger yeah. Um, okay. I don't know. They're all right. Yeah, I think they, they sell like five a year. I was going to say they don't sell very many of them. I didn't even sure. know they still made them. Yeah. I guess, yeah, they're they're good looking. They make an M too. Um, I don't know. Om Carms. Oh, what the fuck? O M Car M S maybe. Sure. Uh, I'm a woodworker furniture maker who also loves cars. I'm constantly trying to find a way to combine both interests to maximize my garage and woodshop time. And add another component to my business. Other than restoring Morgans <laughs> or building custom dashes for tea buckets, are there any other ideas you have for bringing my woodwork into my car work? Any accessories that you would love to have in wood uh, for any of your cars? That's a good, really good question. It is. And I, I actually I, spent some time thinking about too. it. And the only thing, I mean, wood shift knobs are rad and there's a bunch of people doing them. Yep. And that's a really cool thing. And a lot of guys, you know, people put them on all these old 911s and a lot of uh, 2002s and stuff like that. Kind of a 917 style yeah. stack uh, wood shift knobs like I made for my brother's 914. 
But short besides that, I can't I think really you, think of anything. I think you could find a niche with some of the Mercedes Benz from the seventies that and eighties that the wood veneers are starting to fail. And yeah. maybe you make like a center console with the buttons cut out in an interesting wood like pattern uh-huh. that was never offered at the time. Yeah. I could kind of see that. Like if you offered a kit for a one Oh seven and it was like, Oh, uh, Ohm Carms kit for one Oh sevens is killer. And it has like a certain burl to it or a mm-hmm. whatever cool wood you found. Yeah. It's probably a lot of work. I know. Fucking a lot of work. I mean, it's veneered, so it's, I don't even, I'm not a woodworker, but I know it looks complicated. Yeah. Um, and then the cars that we're into don't lend themselves to using wood. Like my E30, I'm not going to put wood anything. If anyone has a wood Nardi steering wheel in your E30, just rip it out and throw it on the ground yeah. right now and get a fucking Pep Boys anything. I mean, you could refinish wood wheels and like Jaguars and um, 60s Porsches and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of. But then you're like going on eBay and buying them, and then I yeah, mean, it's or like you're just doing restoration, you're restoration really... stuff. Um, what about accessories for a car? Like, uh, I don't even know what though. You know, like my cup key, holders, keychain, cool keychain, wood. That could be kind of cool. How about like a uh, like a replica nine seventeen keychain, like just a little uh-huh. tiny, yeah, like a ball, like, like but really tiny. That'd be kind of hard to do. How about a uh, and everything? A GTI golf ball shift knob in wood. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Sounds really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the shift knobs. There's the, uh, the old skateboards. Broke deck. Yeah, like Joshy robots. Joshy robots. And then there's a guy on the Samba that sells burled shift knobs for Vanigans. Really cool looking. I don't think it works for that car whatsoever. Total analog uh, kind of '80s design but uh yeah it's hard i don't think i can't really think of anything really i can't think like of i want to come up with something i do too and i think because i agree i love like a wood look to things yeah um how about starting with one iconic car that has shitty wood interior and making a kit for it maybe a car you own yourself and you found a really rad piece of uh, walnut or you know redwood or something and you want to make it uh totally different it's hard. Wood, you get, there's a, there's, it's either right or it's not. It is you know, a lot, a lot of, there's, a... yeah, it's, it's not easy. Um, I do appreciate the question. Let us know what you come up with. Uh, Pedro Burnett's, uh, asks also thoughts on HRE's new V12 Sprinter van. I'm, I have no idea. I have no idea either. I haven't, I haven't looked it. it up. We will look it up right after this, Pedro. Thanks Maybe for Maybe it'll be it. at SEMA. I bet it will be. Man, V12 Sprinter. What could so wait, go, did what they could go buy wrong? a V12 Sprinter, or is it like they're... Well, there's no such thing as a V12 Sprinter, so oh. they probably threw a V12 Mercedes oh, into a Sprinter. Interesting. Um, and is it sporty, or is it for off-roading? So many questions. Um, Patrick.Ryan says, hashtag YoHole, first of all. <laughs> uh, Brian, Love I would it. appreciate that. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, Brian is we, oh we, yeah this is the third game all props on sunday uh brian is resting at home after having a healthy baby girl so what's up to brian and listen to sunday's edition yeah, for more congrats info. brian congrats we miss you uh i just looked at a w123 that's a mercedes-benz s-class 
in Connecticut that had been a car, a California car for all but its last 10 years, uh, yet it was still too rusty. Which states or regions should I remove from my BRZO completely because, like, I only have one life? <laughs> uh, so we're not experts in this. We're very spoiled with non-rusty cars. Lane learned the hard way uh, buying a car sight unseen in Utah, so don't buy anything in Utah. Yeah. Um, honestly, we are not the best people to ask about rust issues. In fact, when I see minor signs of crumbling bolts on under a car, I'm like in shock. So to have you know the uh, hack mechanic Rob Siegel's stories about the worst rust issues yeah. ever, and when he sees a car that has like you know only three holes through the floor, he's stoked. Um, I don't know what that's like. So I hate to say it. We're not the experts. I think you could look under your E30 or my 944 and there's like no rust present anywhere. Zero. Yeah. No surface. Nope. Nothing. Undercoating still there. Yep. All the bolts are ready to be taken off. Yep. Um, yeah. California does that. Um, I don't know. That's all I can say. So look for cars in California and Arizona. And so, I mean, the typical, you know, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, let us know if someone out there knows, uh, hit us up and tell us. Yeah. This. Like which, I wonder which, I know there's certain States and places that use salt and some that don't for sure. But so then that's... I've also heard that like Florida cars have some issues because they're so, it's so salty. Oh, Cause really? they're basically surrounded by ocean. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're right on the ocean too, but I think we just have a really dry huh. climate. For the most part. Oh, although every morning I wake up and my car is wet. Mine too. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to skip that question. <laughs> I don't know how to answer it. Uh, Shervenator asks, uh, how do you feel about the general disdain that the bulk of Porsche owners and car enthusiasts in general show for the transaxle cars? So that would be at Porsche 924, 944, or 928. Um, do you think that market values for these cars will ever rise and move past the not 911 syndrome? Uh, it's a hard have. one. They're, they kind of already have like nine, 944 turbos. Nice 944s are moving. They're getting like crazy money. Uh, low mileage, even normal 944s yeah. are getting. We saw $25,000 944s on Bring a Trailer yeah, this yeah. year, yeah. right? Or Non-turbos too. Non-turbo. Yeah. And 30 plus thousand dollar turbos. So I, but the the, that little stigma is always there. Just people, it Porsche's in a hard Porsche's in a hard place too because, like, when the Boxster people are like, oh, it's just a, it's so slow, you know. But yet a car that I don't know, same year, some other car that isn't a Porsche, same performance, they'd be like, oh, that thing's so fun, it's so fast, right? It's just you look at it in a different way, right? So it's not the nine eleven. It'll always not be the nine eleven. So it always has a little bit of that. 914s have always had that. Mm-hmm. They're, they have less, I mean, way less now. Like when I first got my 914, like most people still call them Volkswagens and stuff. You know, it, it's, yeah. uh, it's definitely moved on past that where now I think the majority of Porsche people think 914s are really cool. Right. And they're starting to appreciate 944s and you see it more in the community, I guess, you know, and sure. all that stuff. So you definitely have a lot of more people. I have a lot of people coming up to me with 911s and stuff and talking to me about my car where before 15, 15 years ago or so, it was kind of like, oh, look at that. Yeah. You know. I would say uh, 
there might be some truth to uh, rising tide lifts all boats, which for would be sure. um, E30 M3 market rises. And you look around and you go, well, shit, I like that car, but I also kind of like 944s. And I'm, I remember 16 candles and, you know, our, I think DWA probably has a lot of, like we've been pushing these kind of cars as well. Like we're guilty of um, kind of, your, you know, your 944 is a totally uh we push the unappreciated good car right yeah yeah we're into the underdog and so 944 is a perfect underdog yeah, 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 yeah for sure so i think if you can't afford a $40,000 E30 M3 a $15,000 perfect 944 yeah. looks pretty darn good so um 924s will never do anything for me. I just think the body of a 944 is so much better. Uh huh. I could never see buying a 924 no matter just what. Just the narrow body. Yeah, just, it just like, doesn't do anything so, for me. Some people are starting. I, I've heard. I mean, I'm not that into them either. But a lot of people like that really simple, just wedge shape. You know, the yeah. simplicity of it. It just looks so. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the right wheel and tire. Option. The GTSs look really GTs cool. Are, GTS right, is a whole, fender, that's a whole other world. Yeah. And stuff, and the 944 front vendors. And the 928s are definitely moving. So I, yeah. I almost have that in a different category because that was a whole different marketed car. And um, I do think those are those are going up because that's probably going up more now because the people who admired those have more money than we do. For sure. So they're able to buy and, and, and kind of Those collect. are definitely going up. Totally. Like, that yeah. one on our rally sold for 20-something? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That answers that. Uh, Brief61 says, uh, Recently, one of my car buddies replaced his beloved but totaled B5 Passat with a Toyota Prius. Oh, here's your question. Is here's this grounds for termination of the friendship? <laughs> I hope you've already deleted his contact from your phone. Um, and you've moved on now. Uh, so we need to know, I need to know what his commutes like. If he doesn't commute, he's a fucking traitor. Yeah. If he just works five miles from his house or something, just what are you doing? How dare you? Yeah. If you have a long, I'd say 50 mile or more round trip commute, I can kind of get behind it as a replacement car. But you better have a car to drive on the weekends. Exactly. Or you better like park it behind a bush so no one sees you own it. For sure. And that kind of thing. And it's God, I hope it's not that gold tan. <laughs> um <laughs> those awful fucking interiors. You gotta stay friends with him though just to berate him oh, constantly. Drum breaks and oh jeez. The dash. Just oh, hashtag the dash. I think I've only driven one Irish Mervian. Are you Holy kidding shit. me? Oh, you're like, you're so lucky. You're like a just a baby. Well, for only driving, yeah. Mine. Your I little just, fragile mind is still intact. I just mine remember, is mush. like thinking it's such a it's the biggest penalty box ever. The worst feel of car. <laughs> yeah. I can't I mean, go how on. bad are the brakes? I bet you so many accidents are caused because of that shitty fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> no, because everyone drives so fucking slow in them. You never true. get accidents. AutoWorks Detailing says, is it better to call AutoWorks Detailing now Fucking to get a sealant, a sealant put on or after an entire winter of driving? Obviously now, but discuss. I think now would be the good time. Kevin, you need to, I don't know what. Call Kevin at AutoWorks Detailing. Yeah. AutoWorksDetailing.com. Exactly. Have you talked to him lately? Uh, yeah, he cruised by my shop last week. For something. I totally forget why. 
I do. I will say that since I got my E30 wax not too long ago, yeah. it's lost a little bit of its luster. But huh. man, the water beads up so good. I yeah, like, so forgot nice. about it. The first time I saw it, I like thought something was wrong with my car. It makes it easier to wash too when you Hell have a car yeah. detail. Oh like, man, big time. He his dad actually bought an X1, and because he, he was talking about uh, replacing his wife's. Uh, TDI mm-hmm. wagon because mm-hmm. this is only like two or three years old, so they're getting like a lot. They're getting twenty two G's or something crazy. And uh I mentioned X one. He's like, "Oh fuck no," you know. Dude. And then his dad bought one, and he was really surprised by the how well it drove and handled and everything. He has a picture on his on AutoWorks detailing of a seat that is just wasted. Oh yeah. And then I mean it looks like someone took a shit on it and, <laughs> and then he's like miraculously you can barely tell anything was wrong with it. So yeah. from shit to miracles <laughs> you can do it. Thank you. Um All right. Edge of adhesion asks uh struggling with an ankle injury this week. Got me thinking. If you had to lose one limb, which could you deal with losing? I'm going to go right off the bat. It's got to be a leg. I don't, you could get away with a leg. You know, no one's, you might not even yeah, notice I it. I think you're right. Like, but if you have an arm missing, that's conversation yeah, yeah. starter everywhere you go. Yeah. So what? Left. Le- oh, left. <laughs> Let's see. What do I jump off of? I'm trying to think if I'm running and I spring like a gazelle into the air. I've seen it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Right? <laughs> it's amazing. I think I jump off my left. So right leg. All right. Later. And then my accelerator pedal would just be a peg. I want a pirate peg leg. Just a dowel. Uh, okay. Just a dowel. I, I think I'm down with the leg, yeah. Because arm, I know yeah. they make good prosthetics and it's everything. It's not like but... we're professional athletes or anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you're doing stuff with your hands all the time. For like, sure. I sit in a chair at work. Yeah. What's my leg doing? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. And you can wear jeans and stuff. You, don't have to be <laughs> you the, can't wear jeans. You're not that dude. You're always having a missing arm, like... You kill a kid staring at you and stuff. <laughs> totally. <laughs> there was a guy in my neighborhood that had he had his arm missing, and he went just hook. It was literally a hook. That's fucking and, gnarly. And, and? I remember a guy with a hook when I was a and, kid just being scared as shit. He drove a motorcycle. Whoa. Yeah. Yep. So there's that. And he died on a motorcycle. Dude, dude, he never died on a motorcycle. Just keep living. Chris SF. In honor of recording this one, uh, this on the night of the final presidential debates, if you were president, what car would you use for motorcade duties? Any car. For example, Art would commission a stretched NSX <laughs> for motorcade duties. I think a PT Cruiser probably. Dude. No, I think uh, it'd have to be... Shoot. We can't... We, does it have to be a domestic? Yes. It does? Well, not in his scenario, but who are you? If you don't go with an American car yeah. as a president. Can I just go with like an... I'll just go straight up like old Lincoln Continental. Whoa. I'm going to go um, full turbo diesel uh, 56 Cadillac Eldorado. So modern power plant, totally redesigned like Icon style Cadillac. 56? Uh, uh, fi- well, I like 56s. 54. I can back it. Yeah, all the way up to 60. Uh, yeah. 61, you get a little too sharp for my taste. But, I'll just uh, go with like the J- JFK Continental. Oh, you want to go convertible? No, I'll go coupe. The Assassin Special? I'll go coupe. I don't want to be assassinated. No, don't be assassinated. Um, and then any car, any any car at all, 
Um, oh, you're obviously going S class. Th- no, I might go G wagon. Kind of a all terrain. But they're not very comfortable. They're pretty comfortable. They're not. They're pretty good. No, they're all right. They're just like they're hard. And no, you're no, like up, no, not you're, a lot of leg room. You're right. I want a Mybox Zeppelin. There you go. With granite interior. And who cares? It's kind of ugly, but it's fine. It's not that ugly. Barely yeah. noticed. Yeah. No one ever really It's like cares. a big old bug. No, but uh, Icon 50s Cadillacs, all re-engineered. Okay. I'll take an badass. Icon Continental Coupe. Okay. Or, two, you know, four-door. Fair suicide enough. doors. Fair enough. Got art, suicide doors. Art would definitely have stretched NSX or the Miata Limo. One of the no, two. you'd have that, uh, what's the big, what's the Toyota Crown or whatever. Oh, you're right. With the Pazazuka, with the curtains and shit. Purple the doilies. Yeah, the doilies for days. Yeah. Uh, Blitz Koenig says, I'm just here to say hello, DWA team. <laughs> uh, look where you've come to. Comment number 33. How, my, how you've grown. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, to the question, how much impact do you believe social media has had on the car market? Good question. Is it the is it the current most greatest form of advertising? Would Magnus Walker or, or RWB, for instance, have affected the Porsche market so much if social media was not as influential as it is? I think he answered all his questions. I, I mean, think they would definitely it. be nothing. Magnus would be nothing. I RWB mean, it would just take would be... a lot more work, right? Yeah. You have to be doing producing like TV shows. And the and... thing is, they don't produce like a real product necessarily. Like RWB's done 15 cars, whatever. And Magnus has done his own cars. It's not like he makes cars for people. So how would he get his... He wouldn't do advertising, you know? No. RWB wouldn't really do advertising. No. They wouldn't survive. the biggest losing proposition yeah. ever. Uh, you maybe run a black and white ad in the back of uh, Excellence or uh, yeah. whatever magazine you want. But uh, I think he nailed it. In fact, I mean, what would we be doing if we had no way of getting the word out? When I was... When I was younger and I I wanted to do the car writing thing, and I did it a little bit, um, my idea was to make my own auto shopper, my own classified ads with a magazine as part of it. I was thinking about like, God, how am I going to, how much is it going to cost to print this and write all the content? Man, how how many can I do? And this is right at the time when blogs were a thing. And my friend's husband was like, dude, just start a blog. I was like, Oh, you can just do that, right? And it was free, you know, um, Blogspot or whatever. Yeah, um, Blogspot. And uh, it looks professional. It yeah. turns out really nice. And it was like the answer to everything, you know. Then, of course, you need to get the word out, which Instagram and Twitter and all those things have just transformed everything. MySpace is the best. MySpace was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's a great great call, Blitz Koenig. I think you nailed it. And uh it's only getting crazier. I mean, you can, you can have products, you can have a specialize in one little thing making fucking, I don't know, slap bracelets and that's all you do. But all of a sudden it's everywhere. Well, we always like at MA carbon, we always talk about it too. Like our company wouldn't, wouldn't be a company without the internet. Yeah. Facebook. Right. Or, or just the internet in general. Right. Like, I mean, you know, 25 years ago, yeah, we wouldn't you're not going to be an advertising uh, no. executive to write an ad for you. We and couldn't afford to do and... all the advertising. Like advertising is so expensive and print, like print ads are bang. Dude. Well, fucking TV's more. Yeah. And TV, like what are we going to do? And what's our, our market so global 
and it's it's so specific to like exotic cars. Now, how would you best spend that advertising dollar? It'd be you, so hard. There, it would be impossible. Maybe in the back of Forza, you would run an ad, or you know, and we would get like not. We wouldn't have enough sales to be a company. Do you guys run any print ads? No. Yeah, we ran at Forza in the back for you know an excellence for like back in '08. Any, for a couple, traction? and you get like nothing. Yeah, I looked at a what was it a Christophorus or whatever those Christophorus. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the ads in those and stuff. It's kind of sad, you know. Like these people oh, are. Yeah. And it's all these companies you've never heard of, or, or... it's like a Excellence Audio and it's home theaters, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to yeah. appeal to the Porsche doctor. Yep. Um. Yeah. So thank you, Blitz, and thanks for the kind words. Stanton Woods says, uh, thinking about removing the bumpers from my 79 Fiat X19, and it made me wonder, what cars look better without the diving board bumpers? All? X19s look kind of sweet without bumpers. But X19s have this interesting thing where there's no rubber between bumper and body. It it almost stands it free of it. Out. Yeah. It's kind of like the early golfs where it has the uh-huh. shock absorbers are so obvious that yeah. it, it's off the body. Mm-hmm. Kind of dig that. It's Does a it just different. have the plastic caps on the side or something? Yeah, like they're aluminum bumper probably, and then it, or steel. Ah, shit, I, I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, I had one of those for a couple of the weeks. Did you? Yeah, I remember I've talked about it before. It's brown. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. It's gotta be brown. Pretty clean. They get a little loved these days. Pretty shitty driving cars. Um. But I think it looks good without the bumpers. I think they look kind of cool without they bumpers. Do. They do. And lower them a little, you know. Yeah. yeah. But cool. what, what some, was this question? Some... What cars look better without them? You said it made me think, or made me wonder what cars look better without the diving board bumpers. I mean, all of them, really. But do they look better without, are you saying without bumpers, like totally, or no. just with Euro bumpers? Right. That's a good question. Um... I'm going to say diving board bumpers versus no bumpers. I think I'd go diving board because yeah, sometimes it looks it unfinished. Depends. A lot of times like the body actually has some creasing and stuff to fit the bump, yeah. like fit the bumper. And that doesn't look right. Like I don't 2002 bumper list. Like art was talking about. Not really my thing. Dude. Me neither. I don't dig it. No. Like that white one he was talking about. That's, I I thought that car was, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. It loses something to the design of it. it For sure. It's unfinished. That's yeah. kind of how it looks. And it me. adds up. It takes away from that like classicness of that car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A metal bumper around it. Yeah. Um, Although the diamond boards are stupid on those, with the big old accordions and stuff. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Um, I'd like to see pictures of your Fiat though. Uh, no posts yet. Stanton Woods, 64 followers, followers, zero posts. That's just like greedy. Jeez. Post something. Yeah, seriously. Um, McQueen Racing says, miss you guys. Hashtag bromance. Nice way to finish it. We miss you too, Brian. And you'll be back soon enough. Don't worry. That little kiddo will. Yeah, I'm be... surprised that Brian didn't show up tonight, actually. Yeah, I was kind of fishing at that. I saw no, I saw your text message. But... I was like, hey, bet you're getting kind of stir crazy. <laughs> Uh man, the like, days get away for an hour and a half. When you're in the first week or two, it's like everything just met, mushes into another day. You know, it's like you just keep going hour by hour. It's kind of how it felt. Yeah, but and baby changes and so nothing fast. really happens. No, but you just need to be like in it. You know, kind of. Your wife's like nursing and stuff. You're just sitting there like no. watching the TV and holding it. You're holding it. Yeah. 
The TV? The baby. <laughs> when your wife's not nursing it. You can hear your wife water laying, making dinner. No, people do that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he has a meal train, so we'll bring it up. Bring some food up to you, Brian. Um, thanks for listening. That was another wonderful Thursday edition. Are you going to keep running that art Thursday edition? Why not? It's a little played out. What? Start, do something different. This was number, this was podcast number 180. Was it? Thanks for listening. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. They interview some people. Yeah, the whistle tips. We've all seen it. (laughs) But like legitimate dudes that are actually like into this whole donk scene and they and they ask them what they're about. And they actually love (laughs) they love their cars, dude.